The body of baby Grace was found on the steps of the Bartlett Burdett Cox Funeral Home on the west side of Charleston, West Virginia. She was left there sometime during the 1950s. At least, that's how the story goes. For over 50 years now, baby Grace was never identified or claimed whatsoever. There's almost no way to know what her true story is at this point. But ghost hunters with spectral research and investigations of Huntington, West Virginia and Mountaineer Paranormal of Beckley have done extensive paranormal explanation and explorations to try to figure it out. Hello everyone and welcome to Crime in the Coalfields. I'm your host Izzy Post and every other Tuesday we take a look at the most notorious and bizarre crimes in the entire region. This podcast is an exclusive podcast experience produced by 59 News. Crime in the Coalfields is sponsored by Rosen Guessenberry Funeral Homes and Notoriously Morbid. When originality is everything, Notoriously Morbid has you covered. We offer a full array of exciting cosmetics, and if alternative clothing is your style, we have it. Check us out online or stop by. Notoriously Morbid. Embrace your beautiful darkness. How would you like to relieve the emotional and financial burden off of those you love, express your own wishes, and avoid conflicts among family members? Call Sandy Evans at Rosenquist and Berry today. During this week's episode, we look at the age-old story of baby Grace, a child left dead at the steps of a funeral home by an unknown family. Now, you may remember him from our episode about the Mad Butcher of Fayette County, but today we've brought back Scott Worley to speak with us exclusively about baby Grace's story. In the 1920s, on the west side of Charleston, uh, a new funeral home was, was constructed, and it was the Bartlett Burnett Cox Funeral Home. Now, it was state-of-the-art for its time. It had multiple viewing rooms, had a gorgeous chapel with a pipe organ, if you can imagine. And uh, in the, the basement, it had what at that time was state-of-the-art refrigeration uh, chambers to keep the uh, newly departed stored in while they were awaiting their uh, embalming. Not long after the, the, the place opened, one morning they come into work and on the front steps they find a tiny bundle wrapped in a baby blanket. It was an infant who was deceased and of course, they brought it into the funeral home, contacted authorities. Nobody came forward to claim the child, infant girl, and she was never identified. So keeping with the uh, standard at the time, they named the child Baby Grace. And that was just a, just like now we have John Doe's and Jane Doe's, if a baby died without a identification at that time in the early 20th century they called the baby baby grace on july 30th 2022 which was a little earlier this year 
The current company that owns the building that used to be the Bartlett Burdett Cox Funeral Home hosted a unique ghost-related event. They organized a full exploration of the building, which is said to be firmly haunted. Professional storytellers from both Haunted Beckley and the Charleston Ghost Tour Company hosted the event, headlining it with paranormal investigations open to the public, oracle readings and food and beverages. Scott Worley was there and tells us a little about how the event went. So on two different occasions, uh, Haunted Beckley and the Charleston Ghost Tour Company has teamed up to lead investigations uh, along with uh, other paranormal groups throughout the funeral home. In the area, you know, we start where the bodies would first be delivered, in the area where the uh, old refrigeration units were, plus new modern refrigeration units. And in both of those areas, actually inside of the vaults, we have had communication with different spirits, the spirit of a lady in particular, who who seems to be afraid, as you can imagine, being sealed in a a cold refrigerator vault. And we also have a male in the area where the new vaults are that uh, is angry, very angry. We've Uh, People have experienced a lot of uh, disquiet feelings. Uh, If you take uh, uh, your your equipment there, it goes off the chart as far as the uh, electromagnetic field. Your compass will get messed up. Um, So those are just two areas right in the storage area of the funeral home. In the main rooms, we have... Um, quite a lot of uh, different sounds that you'll hear. You'll hear, and I told you that there was an old pipe organ there. Well, the pipe organ, except for the pipes, has been removed. And the pipes are still there behind the wall. But folks will hear the sound of music coming through and wafting through what was then the chapel of the funeral home. We were able to capture the sound of footsteps in that area we found uh, it didn't sound like organ music to me it sounded like someone whistling whistling the tune um, some of the other places there is the, the stairs and the, the elevator that they would transport the bodies from the basement to the top floor where the embalming occurred and that's the place where you know most people feel very, very unnerved in that elevator, even getting into the elevator in the hallway getting off. It's, you know, uh, it almost takes your breath away as you walk those final feet into the elevator and then come out of it. Um, we had a quite a bit of activity in the embalming room, uh, both with... Uh, EMF and dowsing rods reacting intelligently to questions, but also um, using an SLS camera, which basically, if you point it to a, a direction where there may be a spirit, it will show a stick figure. And on several times, we uh, were able to 
detect someone standing near the sinks in the embalming room. Uh, probably, uh, as we surmised, one of the former technicians that worked there. The uh, experiences just keep going on and on. You know, one of the things that we were told by someone who came with us that family had been one of the original owners was that baby grace herself where she wasn't a spirit but they do believe that possibly the spirit of her mother used to come and visit uh, a psychic at one time uh, said that this lady was there checking in on baby grace to see what happened to her after she was left on the stairs. The story of baby Grace is a heartbreaking one. She was found on the steps of the funeral home by morticians, and at first, they hesitated. After it was apparent that there would be no way of finding her identity, her body was embalmed as normal. She didn't have anything on her body to help with identification, so the funeral home allowed and followed normal procedure for an unclaimed body. Now, normally unclaimed bodies were embalmed and buried in a special section of the nearby Spring Hill Cemetery. The pauper section was reserved for bodies that were in need of being buried with no better option available to them. That was where baby Grace would be buried. Except she wasn't buried. She was embalmed and given a small coffin and then kept on a high shelf in the basement of the funeral home. So not finding anyone to claim the body, no identification, the owner of the funeral home embalmed the child, wrapped her in more swallowing blankets and placed her in a small coffin. And for lack of uh, anybody coming forward, they decided to place the child on a set of shelves in the basement of the funeral home, hoping that at some point someone would come and claim the child. She stayed on that wooden shelf in the basement for somewhere close to 45 years. In 1996, John Sonny Cox, the current owner of the funeral home, sold the business to Stewart Enterprises, which later became Service Corporation International. Cox was still the funeral director, but the new management made the decision to finally put baby Grace to rest. Well, they determined that that's not proper to have this embalmed child that's been there over 50 years in the funeral home. They decided to allow the previous owner to take the baby and give her a proper funeral. So now, what is, is going on is another owner of the funeral home, Food Among the Flowers, has um, started having a lot of experiences in the funeral home. Sadly, there were a lot of newborn babies found abandoned in the Charleston area, especially between the 1930s and the 1960s. An investigator with special research and investigation based in Huntington, named Teresa, made a blog post about baby Grace's story. She says that, quote, several of these babies were brought into Bartlett's, 
but their death certificates all state that they were promptly buried in Spring Hill. There is no mention of any not being buried or any actually being found on the steps of the funeral home itself. Nor is there any publicly available record of such burial in or around 1996 at Spring Hill. So although we cannot say that the story didn't happen, we cannot prove it as of this writing that it did." End quote. Scott Worley also tells us that since the removal of baby Grace's body, supernatural and paranormal occurrences have become a regular thing at the funeral home. Like we said, we never could identify baby Grace. We don't know anything about her. But there are a lot of goings on in the funeral home as far as in the refrigerated chambers. There's a lot of activity of people being uncomfortable, of seeing things. And if you try using uh, some of the paranormal investigative methods, supposedly communicating with someone there. And the area where baby Grace was kept though seems to be a very serene, quiet, peaceful place. Almost like her, she's still there in spirit, but it's a very quiet type spirit. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Crime in the Coalfields. If you know about any harrowing ghost stories in our area, send them our way and we'll talk about them with experts. And they may feature right here on the podcast. Be sure to send us your favorite cold cases and crime stories as well. If you liked this episode, be sure to give it a five-star rating wherever you're listening and recommend it to any true crime fans that you may know. This episode is an exclusive podcast experience presented by 59 News, sponsored by Rosen Questenberry Funeral Homes and Notoriously Morbid. Written by Harper Emsch and Izzy Post. Hosted by Izzy Post with a special guest appearance by Scott Worley. Production assistance by Harper Emsch and Brandon Eanes.